As women, we share some of the same personal traits, such as empathy and strength. Women of reflection, all women are unified as warriors. We celebrate, embrace a sisterhood of strong, divine women. We are warriors. Hello, warriors. When we speak of growth, we think advancement, expansion, maturity, blooming and rising beyond our current state. Growth is not confined to physical change, but to mental, emotional, and spiritual growth. These factors do encounter our physical ability to how we react to life challenges and changes. These changes can be driven by many things that stagnate your growth to propel forward. One common factor in that area is pain. On today's episode titled Growth Through Pain, I want to welcome my guest co-host, Jamise Holmes. Jamise means so much to me. She's a sister, my right-hand girl when it comes to a lot, and I'm so honored to have you on today's episode. Welcome, Jamise. Awesome. I'm so glad we're able to finally do this. Yes. So welcome to the show, and I want you to introduce yourself to the viewers. Okay. My name is Jamie's Holmes. I am a mother of six. I am a wife of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been married for almost 16 years and I'm a child of God. Amen. Today's topic is grow through pain, which is a topic we can all relate to. Now we all know that there is no start end date or time to encounter pain. It's a part of the circle of life. So today's discussion, we're going to talk about growth through pain. Jay, what was your first encounter with pain? My first encounter with pain, I would say it was when I was five years old. Um, I didn't know at the time that it was pain, but as I grew into who I am as a woman and reflecting back on things, I realized that it was when I was five years old um, seeing my mom arrested and that caused a lot of pain, which I didn't realize was the background to all of the forefront that was going on in front of me, if that makes sense. Yes. What was it like from your eyes at five? From my eyes, I didn't understand it. I just heard a knock on a door. It was the police and my aunt opened the door and they said they were there for my mom. My mom comes to the door, they put her in cuffs and that was it. I don't have no like childhood memories from like being with my mom from the age of five to 13, my mom was incarcerated. So that caused a lot of pain and trauma just moving forward. And at five, like how do you process that as pain? Because like you said in the beginning when it happened, you didn't realize it was pain. When did you begin to realize that that was pain? I would say when I began to self-reflect on just how things was going on in my life as a teenager, as a young adult, then when I became a mother, and then when I became a wife, it Mm -hmm. played a major part in all aspects that went on from there. 
So what are some things that pain has forced you to choose? And you can speak from five when it's happened till now. I would say now I've learned to choose me. I was always one to please others. I was always, I was afraid to say no. I can remember even as a kid having candy or something and someone would ask me for some and I would just give it. I wasn't like a mean kid. I was too giving. And as I got older, and I would say this was only maybe a few years ago that I've decided I'm going to choose me for once. Yeah. And do you think your situation, not having your mom at a young age and having to see and witness that trauma, do you think that played a part of making you have a given heart? Yes and no. Because I, as a teenager, I, I was angry. Yeah. But when I became a mom and I started to tap into the spiritual side and get to know God for myself. Now, I was raised in a church, but it was just my grandma taking me to church. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there to hear the sermon or to hear the scripture or any of that. I was going because that's what I had to do. But I, I learned to tap into that for myself. So you mentioned as a teenager, you displaced a lot of anger. Would you say that that was pain? Yes, because I didn't re- I didn't know how to express myself. Yeah. So and how, how did you handle that then as a teenager? I would act out. I was rebellious. I started to do what I wanted to do. I didn't want to listen to anyone. I didn't listen to anyone. I was always the kid that had to have the last word. If I didn't get the last word, I feel like you got over on me. So just learning as an adult to walk away from situations like that. So how has pain encouraged change in your life to propel you to grow? Learning to look at the situation from different perspectives. So I'm going to use this one, like the four Gospels. Well, it's really three, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They were all witnesses to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, right? And each book is similar, but they all tell it from a different perspective. You've seen it from one angle. Matthew's seen it from another angle. Mark's seen it from another angle. Or we can only speak on from what angle that we've seen it on. So I think that I learned to take a step to the side and look at it from another angle and not just go off of what's in front of me. Wow, that's good. And like, what age would you say that you were able to do that at? I'm I'm sure it wasn't at five. (laughs) Woo! No, that was probably like four years ago. Let me see. I'm 36 now. I would say on my move to Florida was when I really began to tap into, okay, God, what is it? What is it that you have for me? Because I'm not seeing it. God, I really need you to show me this because I'm not seeing it. Please reveal this to me. So I began to get deeper into my prayer life. I began to read scripture. I began to um, just have personal Bible studies and I began to journal more. And by journaling, and, and I say this, not just writing down my feelings because now I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. As 
My mom went to prison when I was five years old. I went from family member to family member. And then I ultimately landed with my grandmother. That's who raised me. And with my grandmother, she took me to counseling. And that's when I learned, okay, I can write out my thoughts. Because my mind, it wanders a lot. And my mind will race about different things and cause me to lose sleep and anxiety and all of that. So I began to notice whenever I pray, I'm doing the same thing. I'm praying to God, but I'm still worrying about something else. Or I'm focused on what's for dinner tomorrow. Like it's little things like that. So I began to write out my prayers. And I'll, I'll in my journal, it's dear God. I'm writing letters to God, which are my prayers. So it's not just how I'm feeling. God, this is what's on my heart. And by doing that, I'm able to focus in and pay attention to what's in front of me, what I'm writing. Wow. That's deep. Um, I'm also a writer too. Um, that's why, you know, we have women of reflection because I feel like your writing is a big reflection of what it is that you're facing sometimes. Yeah. And that's how I learned so much about me too, in healing through my pain and growing through a lot of things in life. It was through my writing. Sometimes I will read it back and say, whoa, I'm that girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm happy that they were able to you know, introduce that to you. And that was at a young age and that you were able to use that as a coping and a, a mechanism for you to help you heal and grow. So that's right. awesome. Right. And that was one of my next questions. Like how has pain driven you to seek help? But you also mentioned, well, in your life now you use, you know, Bible studies and Bible plans. And back then it was counseling. Do you feel like as a young child counseling helped though? As a young child, I would say no. And it's not against whoever my counselor was. Of course, I don't remember who it was. But on my part, I didn't know any better. I didn't use counseling. I went in there and I sat there for an hour. And I said nothing to the lady. Yeah. And she would tell me, well, we're going to sit here for an hour. You can color or you can write. And it was then whenever she, she wrote something on a piece of paper and she slid it to me. And I remember this and I read it and I answered her back on a piece of paper. I wrote it down and I slid it right back to her. So that's how I began to, okay, I can write. I don't have to say anything to anybody. I can write everything down. And did she read your writing or that was something that was sacred to you? That No, she read it. That's how I think it was like a six week session or whatever, but for like the first two weeks, I didn't say anything. Wow. I would go in and I would just sit there and we would just stare at each other. So with you having that, your own experience, right? I want us to think how we can encourage someone out there that has similar pain as yours, the loss of a mom, um, your mom being incarcerated, you living from family member to family member, and then being raised by a grandparent. How could you help that young person not suffer inside? Because a lot of young people don't speak about it. They don't like to share their story. Sometimes they find that it shows weakness. They feel like keeping it to themselves is beneficial. So what are ways that we can encourage someone in the youth or younger stage, that younger version of you, what would you say? Find that one person, just get one person that you can trust and just 
begin that way and know that the pain don't last always. Amen. And I never would have imagined I would be where I am today. And now that I'm older, I understand why God put me through the pain that I went through. Because now I'm a mother to some of the same children. Like I do foster care and I fostered well over 20 children, my husband and I both. And to just, whenever we would have a teenager and to just see that same brokenness that I once faced and them coming in with their bags of their personal items. I know what that pain is because I've had that same pain. Yeah, I've had my bags packed and I went to the next home and it was a repeated cycle. So I know the very pain that these teenagers and these adolescents are going through. You don't know where your next Christmas or your next birthday is going to be. You don't know these things. So if I can be a light to someone that is going through that now and they're a teenager or a young adult, just to encourage them and say that it don't last always. You may not understand what you're going through right now, but in due time, God will reveal it to you. And it may be to prepare you for where he's taking you to. Because had I not gone through what I've gone through, I probably wouldn't have the heart that I have to be a foster parent, to go through these steps and these extra court dates and everything with these children and hold their hands through it all and just being their support, being their mother in the time that they need a mother, you know? Yeah. And that's amazing. Like, I'm telling you, you are awesome with all that you do and all the children that you're able to give love and a family, you know, setting to as a foster parent, both you and your husband and have biological children of your own that support and do the same for the the children that you bring into your home. Share what made you a foster parent. My husband and I, we were always in ministry and church and he was over to um, the my ministry at the church. And of course I always, I was his support and I remember I wanted to do foster care, but there was these classes that I had to take. And since he was my other half, he had to take these classes with me, but he kept saying, no, Jay, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing that until one day I literally broke down to tears and I'm like, it's not fair that you get to do your ministry and I can't do mine. And when I broke it down to him that way, he understood and we went through the classes and it took us a month, almost two months. Mm-hmm. And I, we were certified as foster parents. What birthed that feeling inside to say, I really want to be a foster parent? Cause that takes a lot. You already have four kids of your own. Yes. Um, and you're, you were married young, you're a young mom. And here you are saying, like, I want to be a foster. Like, what birthed that inside? I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. And I I believe that's just something that God has instilled in me. That was, I believe that's my purpose in life. Wow. And as many times as I say that I'm done, it's like God is in the background laughing. Like, yeah, you think you're done, but I got a few more for you. And I'm one of the people that's like, no, God, you got to stop this. I got to stop this. I I can't do no more. But it's like, 
I can't tell God I can't do no more because he's going to give me more. Amen. So it's like me turning down a blessing. Oh, here goes another blessing for y'all. No, God, you can keep that one. Like who turns down blessings? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad circumstance or happenstance that these children come through my home, whether it's forever or just for a season. So and I, I think that God took me through and allowed me to see things for what I do now. Like yeah. there's no child that I've ever taken in that said they went through something that I hasn't that I haven't already seen or I haven't already been through. So I was able to connect with them on that level. I know what it is to not have a mom and dad at sporting events. I know what it is to not have a mom and dad at parent teacher conference. I know what it is to not have a parent at open house. I know what it is for no one to actually ask me about my report card, about my grades. I was a procrastinator. I did enough to get by in school, but now that I'm older, I wish it wouldn't have been that way. Yeah. So just to be that person for another child and to connect with them on a level where they think that they're alone. Oh, you don't know what I'm going through. I know what it is to pack my bags and be moving to the next. And it's a blessing to see how your pain had so much purpose. And I think that when we're going through in life, like you said, at five, I didn't even know that that was pain. But just to see how five to 36, how it was able to transform and you allowed your hard times to teach you compassion through your difficult times. And that's the powerful engine. You know, you giving yourself that to say that, okay, I have to be a little bit softer in order to understand how to get through this. And then when you were able to open up through your writing, it helped you identify a part of compassion and use that difficult time to give yourself that empathy to grow. And I feel like that was your bridge right there. But not only that, your pain always had a purpose. Even when it got harder and darker and deeper, God had the working plan on the inside to know that you weren't going to, like you said, it wasn't going to last always, but you'll come out winning and being able to help other children win too. And I think it's a blessing. You said you foster how many uh, foster children? I think we may be at 22 now. Wow. What a blessing. And I think when I began to have my own children, it was just me wanting more for them, them not wanting them to see or go through anything that I went through. Mm-hmm. Like the generational curses, they got to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I made a vow that it was going to stop here. Like I have an 18 year old who's in college and she's living a college life on a college campus. I didn't have that. I had her at 17 years old. Wow. So just to see her prosper in that way, it may not be a big deal to others, but for me, that's huge. Yes. Like she can not decide to go back for winter break or not decide to register at that college for winter time or whatever. So be it. You had that experience. I did not. We're breaking curses. I was pregnant by your age. You are not. So we have to look forward to just the little things and don't count them out. 
no matter how small, don't count it out. And I like to say it's important that we give yourself credit for strength. You know, the worst yes. of life didn't take out the best in you. And that's why we have to propel forward. Allow yes. the pain yes. to be your fuel to growth. Allow your, the pain to be your fuel to push forward. And I, you're definitely a living example of that. How we process and respond to the pain determines how the story ends. And I love to know that you're ending you know, you're out on the winning side. You didn't allow pain to stagnate you. So for some people, it keeps them in a state of depression. It keeps yes. them down, you know, and I'm pretty sure you've experienced that, but you yes. didn't stay there. You did not stay there. And I think it's so awesome. And to know that you have a loving husband and beautiful children that support your purpose and your gift, God's gift that he's given you. I think it and is that, so That's amazing. one thing that I... um. I thank my children a lot and I, because they share me with everyone. They share us as parents with everyone. And it's not like they're all teenagers and in high school now, but this has been since they were in middle school and elementary. And even since they were not even, some of them not even in school yet, they've shared their parents. And I thank my children for just having that part to share their parents. Cause not every, not every child or teenager understands that. Yeah. So just, just by them being witnesses and allowing us to do what it is that we do and allowing me to grow in a way that God has called me to grow. Because I would, if they would have said no, I couldn't have done it. But God, but God. So when you decided to start, this was a family conversation with you. Yes. Your children. I know you had it with your husband personally, but you did speak with your children. Yes. Correct? And I, they had to, um, my children had to be interviewed as well. Whenever you're a foster parent, you have to have a home study done. And mm -hmm. there's questions that they ask my children, like they take them and they ask them the questions alone, but um, they had to be on board as well. Mm -hmm. My children have shared rooms with some of these children. So it's not just taking a child in your home, you're taking everything that that child has encountered in your home. Wow. So we're and talking so the pain, the pain that some of these kids come with your children have experienced as well. Yes, because they, they they're around. witnessing. Yeah, they're witnessing what's what's going on with them. And how do you handle that in your home? Um, I allow my children to express themselves freely. Mm -hmm. I don't close them out. Um, I value their opinions and what the next roads are that we need to take. If they want me to stop, then I, I would have to stop because that's the comfort of my children. But God has a, gave them a heart to be accepting of these children. And I feel like that's how you know it's purpose. Yeah, because Absolutely. it's not it, it wasn't just a gift for you, but it 
it's a family gift, something yeah. that you yeah. all come together and bring. And I've seen the kids with, you know, the your new foster child now and how they just love on him. He's like a part of you. He's a part of the family. Um, you will never know that, you know, he's not, you know, your given child. Right. By the treatment that everyone shows and gives to, you know, this baby. And I think it's uh, awesome. I think that God, when he went to, I always say our steps are ordered, but he definitely give given each and every one of your husband, your child and you a heart of still like to just walk in and be able to spread that love. To yeah. so and, many and I always say that I'm so grateful that my children are able to see these things because they've seen children come with absolutely nothing, nothing but a hospital gown and socks to their knees because they're too small for the hospital socks. Wow. Um, we had one who she never experienced a Christmas. Um, so I went to my children and I had a talk with them. Hey, so-and-so may have a little bit more gifts under the tree than you guys they never experienced a Christmas before and they were fine. Okay. I didn't expect it to go that easy, but <laughs> it, it did. And it was just like, Oh, y'all down. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so think that's that was, amazing though. That is like yeah. to have that understanding as a child. It's, it's everything. And yeah. I think it just reminds us, like, in all that we do, we have to always have a Christ-like mind, a Christ-like heart. You know, that should be what we give off. And I love, 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 love to know that that your children at such a young age has that light, that pure light, the love and light of God. Well, my last question is, what are ways pain has built you? Wait, what? What are ways pain has built your knowledge and experience for success? Um, just to go through it, allow it to strengthen who you are. Um, and pain comes in different forms. It's not always a physical pain. Pain is yeah. emotional, mental. Yeah. Allow that pain to come in and it's how you react to the pain once it hits you. Correct. And to remember that everything don't need a reaction. Someone close to you hurts your feelings and you want to pop off. No, take it back and you go sit and you think about it. What are ways that I can grow from this? Is it limiting the conversation that you have with a person? Is it now you moving different or just you read redoing the circle that's around you for real um now not all pain can be controlled that way but it's up to us what we allow into our spirits into our body and how we react to the mental physical and sometimes even spiritual pain because god allows us to go through this pain but there's always something better on the other side when that storm comes and it's coming hard Sometimes I just got to say, okay, God, okay, this is a big one, but I know my blessing on the other side is greater. And now I can look back and say, I made it through that. Yeah. If God did it before, he could do it again. Amen. And that's what we have to remember. 
pain don't last always. It's going to get better. And the next one may be a little bit harder, but now you got your strength for the next set of pains that come because it can maybe come from multiple directions. It's all to build you up to be the person that you're called to be, whether it's spiritual or whether it's for another family member, or maybe it's for a friend that needs you to have that strength for them so that you can carry them on. I wanted to say like, I like to look at it this way. When I think of pain, I think of lost. I feel like it takes either a lot out of you or take something from you. And in order for you to get to the better side or the greater side, I like to always say your mindset matters. Your mindset is important. How you think, how you process things are very important. I feel that think of an empty jar. In order for you to be able to grow, you have to feel it, put something in it, place it so that you can heal and you can grow. And so with pain leaving you lost or empty, you have to do the work to kind of heal your mind and to heal that part of yourself so that you can move forward and not be stuck. It's so important to replace it with something positive. And, And I believe that it's hard to see that. Because when with a loss, there's grief. With the loss, yeah. there's depression. There's so much negative things that come from a loss. But like you mentioned, find yourself with a circle that's positive, that keeps you going. Find that one person that you can speak to, a mentor, mental health counselor, someone that you can confine and trust and help you see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's so hard. And sometimes yeah. you'll be pushing and pushing and pushing to find that light at the end of the tunnel and not even know that the light lives within you. Right. So you won't, and that won't reveal itself until you do that work and keep pushing. So yeah. I you know, want to encourage someone that has similar pain and has gone through a lot to just keep pushing, to understand that the light of God lives within you. But you have to trust, you have to believe, and you have to see it even when it gets hard and harder. And even when you pick yourself up and then boom, you knock back down. You have to have the, you know, walk by faith, not by sight type of personality to really overcome and to push. And I think that is so important. So I want to leave this episode. I like to give a gem where we can encourage someone else how to continue to grow through pain and to always remember that at the end of every obstacle, there's always a win and how pain can lead you to growth. And you don't have to stay there. Find yourself, seek help, seek someone. And this is my gem that I want to leave to tell yourself what you think when your mind starts telling you things you don't need to hear. It's important that you shift that mindset. When it tells you you can't, you say, I can. You know, fight the negative traits or the negative thoughts that you face with a positive one. And it can just be something simple as, okay, today my mind is getting the best of me. Let me go out. Let me take a walk. Let me change my scenery because even that plays a part as well. Remember that you can and will overcome and succeed with the proper perspective and a positive attitude. You have the power overcoming pain with purpose is possible. And that's the gem that I want to leave for our viewers today on this episode of Growth Through Pain, because it's important that we help and support one another. We can do it. I believe it. 
you're a living witness of it. I'm a living witness of it with the things that we face in life that we're overcomer. We are warriors, just like Jamie, who goes around and able to use her pain and make purpose and to help save other lives and to help pour into children um, in our foster care system who don't have that. Um, so you can do the same. Um, and I hope that this episode was a blessing. But before we end, I would like to end with a warrior prayer. And I'm going to ask that, Jay, you lead that prayer. Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for who we have become as women. We thank you for the pain that you have allowed us to go through to make us who we are today to the woman that you have called us to be, Lord God. Lord God, we pray for the children that's out there who, not even only the children, but the young adults as well, who feel like they don't have anyone. We pray for the adults who also feel like they may not have anyone. Sometimes, Lord God, we get discouraged and we feel defeated, but we've all had struggles. We've had disappointments and it was times that we felt alone, Lord God, but we know that you are turning everything around for us, Lord God. And we know that through you, it won't always be like this. We know that you're going to turn everything that we go through around for us, Lord God. And we just give you the honor. We give you the glory and we thank you for our growing through the pain. And this is our prayer in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. What an awesome episode. Thank you so much, Jay, for being my guest co-host. Stay tuned to another episode of Women of Reflection. Mm -hmm.